Business is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. On the show today, you'll find out where book publishing is going and how to take advantage of it. How to identify and avoid publishing predators. What opportunities are emerging as the book trade evolves in new forms. How to avoid losing money and much, much more. Join us now as a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take the author to the next, next level of publishing. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. And now, here's your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Well, top of the publishing day to you, and we have kind of a treat. We Earlier in the month, we did a one- and two-parter for newbies in publishing. Well, now we're going to decide you're not a newbie anymore, um, although we could look at it just a tad um, that maybe you are or maybe you need a refresher. But here's what it's all about. It's about sales, creating book sales. The negotiating side, the skills side, the elementary side that you're really going to need um, as long as you want to sell books. So with us today is an author. Bobby Bolden is the author of Princess Golf, which is so much fun. And I'm going to highly recommend that you get that. Um, but she's also an ace salesperson um, and she comes from the real estate field. And I'll have Bobby tell just a little bit about you know, what brings her to the party, but Bobby was at a session that I do that my once a month author salons. And she finally just said, wait a second, there are just some basic things that you all, meaning other authors, need to get to understand, to implement and execute that will make you successful when you're interacting with potential buyers. Um, And they continually get kind of hiccups. So, that's what we're going to be doing, kind of spreading out over two shows. So this is part one today. And I think that a lot of people, and, and first of all, Bobby, welcome to Author You, Your Guide to Book Publishing. Thank you, Judith. I'm happy to be here. So, so you know what? Before we jump into it, and I'll ask the, the dreaded, why do people hate the word sales? <laughs> because they do. They do. They don't want to think that they're salesmen, saleswomen, salespeople, sales authors. Sales fill in the blank somehow. Um, exactly. But, you know, salesmen have a higher ranking than politicians. So, I mean, come on, people. <laughs> I'm afraid, but not by much. Uh, well, who knows? Who knows? Well, but, I think what happens is when you ask yourself, um, if you ask yourself what you think of when you think of salespeople, uh, what do you think of? What are the words that come to mind when you when I say to you salespeople? What do you start thinking? Well, I start thinking a couple of ways. One, that um, they're going to help me. They'll help me. And then the other side would be, oh, God, here's a pesky salesperson. You know, buddy. Exactly. You know. I mean, it's going to be... And- you know, either the yin or the yang, depending upon where you are. Well, I think that's very grown up to, for you to say that you think mostly that they might help you. I mean, they probably <laughs> will help you, but I think most of the people that think of salespeople think of the words pushy and um, demanding and they won't let go and they just keep talking until you give up. 
that you have to push them away. I mean, most of the time, when you think about the word salespeople, salesman, saleswoman, it's usually a negative that comes to your mind. So it isn't any wonder that most people out there say, well, that, I don't want to be that. I don't want to be labeled that. I, I don't want to do that kind of thing at all. In fact, when I teach real estate training, that's probably the thing that comes up with the new people more often than anything else is that, that they just don't want to be labeled as pushy salespeople. So it's no wonder that your authors don't have any more desire to be known as that than anybody else does. Well, okay, I'll be sympathetic. Um, I'll be understanding. I really get that. But here's what I also say all the time, Bobby, and you and I have known each other for decades, um, that in reality, we're all in sales. I don't care what you do. We're all in sales from the get-go. And it's as simple as a parent telling a toddler they can't do something. They have right, to, that's sales. That's sales. <laughs> Are you married? You're in sales. <laughs> uh, oh, oh. <laughs> yep, you're in sales. I mean, the fact of the matter is, anytime you want somebody to do something different, or look at something different, or look at something your way, you're in sales. Right. And the the fact of the matter is, with the the authors, the truth is, nobody does anything until somebody sells something. So it is important, and it is important that you learn how to do it, but you have to learn how to do it so that, well, a couple of things, so that you don't irritate the daylights out of everybody else, and so that it's something that you can do because you feel comfortable with what you're doing. So that's what uh, you and I talked about, talking about today, is getting the authors to feel comfortable with how do you do sales so that you're not that negative person. Well, I, you know, one of the things that comes right to the top of my mind is you got to believe in what the product is. And and this is also where authors kind of don't think my book is a product. Would you well, agree? Well, that's true. You know, that's the thing. Um, one of the things when I teach the 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 whole series to real estate agents is I talk about the you company. And the fact of the matter is when we're independent contractors, when we're entrepreneurs, you are the company. Uh, and if you think back to when you had a real job, have you ever had a real job? You've had a real job, haven't you? Uh, yes. I, my first job, by the way, paid a buck an hour. And I'm proud to wow. say I was a superb sales girl for the you main company the in Los Angeles. <laughs> 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 for, for uh, my first job was with the <clears throat> main company. In, well, no, the first paid job like that. But I really, I discovered that I was in sales when I was a member of a club and I had to go get sponsors and ads for our annual meeting. That was sales. You know, I, yes, I, I had to do that. And I discovered as a little kiddo when I was eight years old and I found an abandoned red flyer wagon, I'll have you know, um, rusty old red flyer wagon. And I lived on the beach and I watched people drinking soda bottles, you know, sodas and empty. 
Well, then their bottles had money in them. And if I collected them, I could get two cents for every bottle. And that became my, my movie money every week. And I had to go up and sell the idea that I would collect their bottles and take it off of their hands. <laughs> All the yeah, piece. good idea. I used to watch them consuming it. And when they were done, I made the dash. <laughs> Over there, you got your two cents worth in. Get it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. right. Well, what I was saying about people who used to have jobs is that businesses start out with, well, first you have the business owner or the CEO. That's the head of the company that decides what kind of the company we're going to have. What do we sell? Do we sell tires? Do we sell shoes? Do we sell beds? Do we sell dresses? Do we sell books? Do we sell real estate? So the CEO decides what kind of a company you're going to have. And then uh, uh, we'll take authors since that's who we're talking to. So the next thing that you have is you have an author and then you have a designer and you have the marketing department and the manager and the office staff and the salesperson and even the cleaning people. And now you're all of those. So the success that you're going to have in this business of being an author comes down to how good are you at being everybody in the you company. The salesperson is an important function of that because it's like what I said earlier, nobody does anything until somebody sells something. If nobody sells anything, that company is going to go out of business. Businesses fail, all businesses, 100% of businesses fail when there's a lack of sales and you know it's the shock is the number of people that whose lives depend on making sales and they spend so little time making sales and understanding the reasons that people buy is critical people buy like everyone likes to buy but nobody likes to be sold to so when you're the ceo of the you company, you've got to decide all of the things about the book and you've got to somehow get that book into other people's hands because if it doesn't get there, uh, it didn't do you any good to write the book, right? Exactly. So we're, we're going back to, I mean, I love the idea of you ink here. Um, um, and, and, and so you've got this, the you company, and the company goes, and, and initially, maybe before you have the book, you as the person are the product. Would that be correct to think about? Well, you're the, your information, so you're, what you put into that book is, is the product that you're selling. So, yeah, it's you. And, oh, I understand what you're getting at, because what you're talking about is relationships, Right. Because, again, you can't sell anything to anybody without a relationship first. Well, it it's all gets mucked up to it, um, into it. But if, if we go back to you, the, you, the company, has a product, um, but, it's, but what, the product can't do anything unless someone is part of the team that's going to sell it. I think right. that's, that's where you're going here. And in most cases, in the you... A book company <laughs> is that usually the author is going to be the uh, CSO, the chief sales officer, along with the CMO, the chief marketing officer. Would that be correct? That's true. And 
and I think it's important for the author to understand that unless you are one of the top selling authors, now I would imagine if you're one of the top selling authors, then you probably have a sales staff that can go into the All right, bookstore Bobby, and let's, get you. Let's, yeah, let's hold that. We jumped right into the commercial. Let's come back to that and talk about the top sales officer when you come back. is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Is there a book in you or another? Author You shows you how to create, develop, and publish your book without being hoodwinked. If you already have a book out, you will find a supportive and brainstorming community that is connected and creative no matter where you live. Author You brings in national experts for its book camps and annual Author You Extravaganza. It has regular meetings and delivers webinars for its members on timely topics. Through Author You's extensive network, Members enjoy exclusive benefits, including significant discounts for a variety of services necessary to publishing. Author Use, the premier authoring resource in the country, creating community, education, guidance, vision, and success for the serious author. If you want to create a book that has pizzazz, punch, and panache, Author You is for you. Timely author and publishing tips and articles are posted on its social media platforms, and it is free. Discover Author You, where authors go to become seriously successful. Join Author You today at authoru.org. First impressions are everything in the world of book publishing. Whether your book is an ebook, a print version, or both, your book cover needs to pop, sizzle, and sparkle to immediately capture the attention of your audience. And your book's interior needs to be just as dynamic and reflect the professionalism your readers demand. Nick Selinger of NZ Graphics has won numerous national and international book awards for his cover designs and interior layouts. With over 20 years of experience in graphic design, he knows what it takes to create award-winning books and the many promotional pieces that authors need, such as posters, banners, postcards, one-sheets, business cards, logos, and more. Visit ncgraphics.com and see what authors and publishers have to say about their award-winning books and how NZ Graphics can make your book the success it was meant to be. That's nzgraphics.com. Are you confused about publishing options? Do you know which printing option is best for your book? Does your stomach flip when you think about selling books? Or do you feel overwhelmed with what to do about book marketing and publicity? Get the answers and much more. Get them and from someone who knows publishing inside and out from both the traditional and independent sides how to make a successful book. You can't do it alone without paying the price. You can spend your money creating a book that turns out to be so-so, or you can create a book that looks and feels classy, builds your brand and platform, and is a success, a bestseller. It is your choice. You choose. If you want author and publishing success, you want Judith Bryles as your book coach. 
Sign up for her weekly blogs and easing at thebookshepherd.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Well, welcome back. And with me on this edition of Author You, Your Guide to Book Publishing, is Bobby Bolden. She is the author of Princess Gulf, and she's also is a ace, ace, multi, multi million um, seller in the real estate market. And so she ties the two together. And we're talking about sales, good old fashioned sales that um, and the thing is, a lot of people think, well, books are different. Books are different from this and that. You know what? They're not. Books are a product and a house is a product. A restaurant is a product. A car is a product. They all involve sales. <laughs> you, yeah, they do. <laughs> they all involve sales. All right. So what Bobby did was created a really a mesmerizing add-on um, earlier this month when we did a workshop on sales and books and how authors can get past from objections of fear, of concerns, of no one will like me because I'm selling something. And, and that's what we're really kissing on through part one and part two um, this month on how you can really become the million bookseller. All right, Bobby. So when we went to break, we were you were just talking and I missed my little cue. So um, I get a kick in the tush here. Um, and you didn't finish what you were talking about, about top sellers and how do you become that person? Well, I think what we were talking about, you're right, top sellers. What what we do in the in the book business is that we we don't want to be the salespeople. What we really want to do is be the author because that's what you're good at. Yes. That's your strength. That's what you're good at. That's what you got into this business to do was to be an author. But you have to figure out that if you're going to be in the you company, you're also the salesperson. And where I was going with that was I was talking about now, if you were JK Rawlings, you might not have to get out and go to the bookstore personally and sell the book. If you're uh, David Balducci, damn, somebody's heard of you, John Grisham, you probably don't have to go into the library and say, here, I've got a great book. You need to look at this. You've probably got people that'll do that for you. But for the rest of us that are not known, that do not have that reputation, then we're going to have to be the ones doing it. But while I'm on that subject, those people didn't start at the top either. So I think that's the thing that we also have to understand mm-hmm. is that they paid their dues. They big did dues. get out. Yeah, yeah, big dues. Worked hard. How many times J.K. Rowling was on welfare? So when she started first pushing that, the, her original series, her original book, nobody was interested. They said, this is weird. Yeah, we don't want this. 
this is ridiculous. Boy wizard. Yeah, who cares about boy wizards? That, you know <laughs> exactly who would be interested in that that doesn't make any sense and now look at at how much she's got what is she the top selling author yep so all the people that are out there who are not yet that top selling author don't despair you can still get there but i'll tell you what the person who's going to have to sell it is you you're not going to be discovered we can't just sit in our third bedroom writing all day, hoping that somebody rings the doorbell and says, are there any authors in there? Because <laughs> I was hoping that I could contact one. So the big publishing companies going, hello, is there any authors there behind the door? Oh, it's, it's not like going ding to happen. Dong. Yeah, it's like ding dong, it's Egg McMahon with a huge check for any author exactly. within the house. Is there one here? Exactly. Is there one here? <laughs> I know. I've waited for the same thing in real estate for somebody to ring the doorbell and go, hi, are there any realtors here? I'd like to buy a house. So far, 41 years later, I'm still waiting and no one has shown up. And what that means to authors and anybody else who's an entrepreneur you have to go sell something to somebody. They're not going to come and find you. Whether you like it or not, you have to go find them. And that's part of your job. So when they're thinking that maybe I can get uh, the publisher to do it, I can get mm. a salesperson to do it. The reality is nobody can do it like you do it. Nobody loves that book like that is you the truth. love yeah. that book. And no one knows the ins and outs of what that book is all about, but you. Well, here's an example of why you need to sell that book. You need to sell that book because when you said the ins and outs, Judith, that's what made me mm -hmm. think about this. You have to know everything about that book to really be able to, to sell that book. Um, it reminds me of... I don't know. I don't know how I got into real estate. I'm the per I'm the kind of person that can get lost in a cul-de-sac <laughs> with directions, and I live there. I mean, it's bad. When cars first came out with a navigation system, I said, that's what I need. I went to the car dealer, and I said, find me a car with a navigation system and a car around it and I'm going to buy it. And he took me all the way out to the end of the parking lot. He showed me one adorable little car, missing one tiny little thing. Help me out. Navigation system. That's right. So I said, you might not have heard me. I'm looking for a navigation system with a car around it. If you find that, I'm going <laughs> to buy it. He took me back, showed me a car with a navigation system, and then he started telling me how fast this car is, how much horsepower, how many RPMs. Oh, this car was so fast. And I said, do you have any idea how old I am? I'm not going anywhere fast. I just want to know where. Then he decided we needed to take a test drive. We did, came back to the car dealership, and the first thing he did was pop the hood on the car. He wanted me to look under there. Like, that's none of my business. I'm not looking under there. <laughs> my car gets gas. 
if it wants something else, it's on its own. And I only tell you that story to say this. He was selling what was important to him. And he wasn't paying any attention to what was important to me. The only thing that was important to me was that navigation system. The only thing you wanted. Plus the car. That's the only thing I wanted. Yeah. I assumed it had an engine. I wasn't particularly worried about it. And I didn't care how fast it went. But I did want the navigation system. And here's why I bring that story up. You're the author. You can sell me what I'm buying, not what you're selling. So maybe yours is on relationships. But I want to know how to better myself personally. So if we were talking about it and I said, you know, I I don't really know that this book is really going to be what I'm interested in. What I'm interested in is some self-improvement. Couldn't you then switch it and say, but this is self-improvement? Do you understand where I'm going with that? Mm Mm-hmm. And only the person who has an intimate knowledge of that can tell me whether that's in there. Somebody who's just selling and has looked at a, a quick brief, even if they read the book, they still don't remember all the books they've read. Salespeople can't make a living at selling one book. They've got to sell a bunch of them. They don't have the answers of those things. They have only what you wrote down, only what what is on their notes. So it's that personal touch that means that's where the author has to get involved. It is the personal touch. What are they buying? Not what are you selling? Mm-hmm. Or you'll end up like the car salesman. So did, I have to ask you, did you buy the car from the guy who never listened to what your needs were? I I bought the navigation system. Yes, <laughs> <I did. laughs> okay. Because whether he helped me or not, I knew that it was there, and that's what I needed, so I did buy it. (laughs) But I think sometimes there's hidden things, and we think we're selling our book. uh, Our book may be geared one way, but somebody else sees it another way. Uh, You just need to be there in order to to see if what you have matches what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. You know, I it, it just your, your story is a great story because I know that one of my books was called Zapping Conflict in the Healthcare Workplace. So it was very clear what the book was about, dealing with conflict mm-hmm. resolution. So when people were looking at the book, that I knew that conflict was in, but it would allow me to engage with them and ask them, what kind of conflict are you experiencing? So then I could then tune in, tune in to uh, let them know what the benefit was in underneath the book hood, so to speak, like the car hood, underneath the book hood that could help resolve their pain, which I think is something, I mean, this whole thing of of asking the questions, listening um, is so critical and essential in any kind of sales, and yet so many fail to do that. All right, we're, we're, we're going to take a quick break with us is Bobby Bolden. She's the author of Princess Wolf. Uh, very funny, 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 funny. And as Bobby says, if you agree with her, like, you know, she agrees with her, um, that you'll love that book, too. So I'm going to recommend that. But we're talking about sales. We're talking about sales, how you can really uh, move up a notch and be successful here. So we'll be right back with much more.
Guide to Book Publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Discover the power of you and your book at the Judith Bryles Unplugged events. Each summer, Judith Bryles Book Marketing Unplugged unfolds over three intensive days working with just Judith. You get publishing strategies, author and book platforms, book marketing panache and pizzazz, and authoring tools to take you and your book to rock star success. In the fall and winter, Judith Bryles Speaking Unplugged includes Judith as your coach and mentor during two powerful days. You will learn how to structure a speech, how to create openings and closings, how to find gigs that pay you and sell your books, and you will get one-on-one coaching. Go to thebookshepherd.com and click on the events tab to learn how to participate at the next Unplugged Workshop event. Ned Thompson and Harry Shore started Thompson Shore in 1972. They believed employees with great character would make up the best company. They were right. They hired people who were not only experts in bookmaking, but who were obsessed with quality and delivering exceptional customer service. Almost 40 years later, Thompson Shore remains a 100% employee-owned company. Ned and Harry knew that successful customer projects are a direct result of empowered employees. We specialize in all books for large and small publishers. Creating beautiful and well-made books, we're dedicated to pleasing our customers by making the experience a good one from start to finish. The personal touch we have with our customers allows us to be innovative in solving their most difficult challenges. Our platform also ensures that we can remain flexible to meet our customers' unique needs and expectations. Our marketing kit can create buzz for your title, enhancing the promotion of your book during infancy. When you need to test the market to gauge your future sales, we can provide digitally printed books that will transition seamlessly into a larger offset run. From ebook to hard copy to delivery, our skillful customer service teams are at the ready to answer your most pressing questions. At Thompson Shore, we know that making the highest quality books requires more than just best technologies. It requires superior customer service, professionalism to the trade, and commitment to environmental and social values. With these standards of excellence in place, you can be sure that we will always help you put your best book forward. publishing everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask coming up you'll hear more about statistics scenarios and strategies on what to do now to get you published so let's get back to the show and here again is your host dr judith bryles sales what kind of a salesperson are you do you love it do you hate it do you have mixed emotions about it well Bobby Bolden is here with me today, and what we want you to do is to get over uh, if you have resistance, and, and this is resistance is futile. If you are resisting sales, um, you're not going to sell any books. It's that simple. All right, Bobby, want to add to that? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, you know, what it comes down to is you really have to stop and ask yourself if you believe in that. I think... When we talk about selling, 
you have to believe in what your product is. If you wrote a book, I can only imagine I, even my book, which is a sort of a silly book, um, it took a lot of effort. It took energy. Yeah. It took work even to do that book. It's just a little book. It's not a big deal book. Uh, but And there are people who have spent a lot of time and hours and energy and love in writing that book. It's got to mean something to you. And if it means something to you, don't you think it, you, you should share that with other people? That's what sales is. You need to go out and believe in it, that people need this. Understand that product. People need that. And, and don't be approaching people by what can they do for you. It, it doesn't matter what they can do for you. It's what you can do for them. What's in that book? Is it? Uh, is it? knowledge that you spent years accumulating this knowledge and that if they buy this book they have years worth of knowledge that they didn't have to take the hard knocks to get that would be a benefit right mm -hmm. i would hope so i would hope i so. would hope so uh, humor is it humor that you just get a laugh from reading this book is it that you get to you get to float away and go somewhere else. You get to take a trip. You get to go into somebody else's life. Whatever it was that you put in your book has a value. And it's not just a value to you. See, sometimes people think that selling is just talking till, till the other guy gives up and goes ahead and takes it. But real selling is share with me why I need to know this. So, you can't just give me the name of the book and expect me to sell myself. Why do I want that book? That's what I need you to do. I need you to tell me why do I need that book? It's the what's in it for the other guy. That meeting that you were talking about that I was at, the person who had the book was concerned about taking it to to the person that she had in mind because what she had in mind is that she was trying to sell the book. She was trying to make somebody do something for her. And the point that I was trying to make with her was it isn't about getting the other guy to do something for you. If you approach this, what can I do for them? Mm -hmm. If it's an individual, what can, does my book match what you're looking for hers was a religious book and so she would go to a christian format and i said they should be thrilled if you think about it they should be thrilled at getting a christian children's book because what is it they want they want their children to to um understand the whole Christianity. So they should be happy to have the book. You didn't have to sell it to them to make them buy it. You had to show them what they could get, and then they'd be delighted to have it. Now, would you take that same book to the Jewish synagogue? No, because they're not interested in, in Christianity. Would you take it to the National Rifle Association? 
No, because it's not <laughs> a book that they'd be interested in. So you got to take a look at, well, who's my audience? Who wants this? Who can I serve? And that and that is a challenge for a lot of them um, because it goes back to, so let, let's talk about, we've got You, Inc., which is you, the author. That's a C that, that actually wears almost, probably has all the titles. If we're talking about most authors, they wear all the titles in the beginning. Oh, they may have a designer come in, but once the company is on operation, let's say we have a book in hand, um, a lot yeah. of the, a lot of those people go away. So now we've got that CSO, the chief sales officer, and we've got maybe the CMO, the chief marketing officer, um, and maybe mm-hmm. a CIO, the chief inventory officer. <laughs> let's we'll get them all. All right. Even the bookkeeper, you're all of them. (laughs) uh, You you got, yes, right. And you will get coffee for the staff too. You know, you're going to do it. And you're you're the staff. All right. So you've got all these players in play to, to just really understand that. So that's, that's the you side. But then there's the other you, which is, you know, who's the you you're writing for? Who's the you you created the product for? Who's the you you're going to take the pain away um, if they've got a problem or they're desperately seeking a solution or who you're going to tickle the funny bone or just give them escapism with fantasy or fill in the blank. Who's that you? Right. And I find that so many of them really don't have that nailed down. I mean, right. I, did you pick that and up? Whatever at all? you wrote about, somebody else would be interested in that. But you need to sit down and figure that out because without a need or a problem, you don't have a market. Mm-hmm. Who needs your information? Mm-hmm. For, like my golf book, there's no point in in taking that to the tennis association. They're not <laughs> interested. But there's it's no a ball. Point in me taking it to. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of places that aren't interested in it. Mm-hmm. I need to go where they are interested. Mm-hmm. So and so. Taking a look at your book, like how many times have we been to an author meeting with some of your authors and you've said, and who should be reading this book? And the answer is everybody. Oh, yes. You know what? There's no book that applies to everybody. Yeah, no book. No book that I know of. No book that I know of. In fact, I was going to say the dictionary, but then I realized, well, if you don't speak English, the dictionary doesn't do you much good there either. So, nope, there's no book that everybody needs to read this book. No, and it does. Yeah, that's exactly right. They don't, you know, they don't get it. Um, But you can't, if you don't target that market, then you will not be successful because you end up going to the wrong places and you're not hitting it. And then... What ends up happening is you get those no's, and for most of us, that feels like rejection, and they don't mm-hmm. like it. Mm-hmm. Pretty soon, they'll stop, and then you got about 5,000 5, books in your garage mm-hmm. that are never going to be marketed. And, and then figure out who to market to. Well, and, and there are things that one can do where they can, you know, they get either whether they move them, um, they thought, okay, so can I use these as giveaways? Can I do these? What, what can I do here uh, to bring it into play? If that's really what, if that's well, what you think. Well, when you're talking about giving away, that's, that, that's after you gave up when you discovered you couldn't sell. 
But my target is to tell them, hey, let me teach you how to sell. Uh-huh. <laughs> how about if we did that first? And then the I'm sure the objective to writing the book was to make some money. Right? Always. The objective that would... Well, most people, you know, and he goes back to, so what is success? You know, what, what was success? Some people, most will say, I want to make money. Other people will, will could be, well, I want, I want to get recognition or I want to get the media's attention or, you know, maybe it isn't to initially sell a lot of books, but somehow I'm going to use it as my business card or my door opener. And that's okay, but you better know that from the get-go. Well, and here's the thing. That still amounts to sales. Because yes, even it if does. you wanted to get the recognition, you still have to go get somebody to give you the recognition. You have to sell that idea to somebody. Mm-hmm. There just isn't any way that you're going to do anything with this book that you don't sell it to somebody. Uh, yes. That's, that's, so figure out sales, who is sales, target? Sales. Are they, yeah. Who are you going to sell to? You know, are, they, are you going to sell it to schools? Are you going to sell it to colleges, libraries? You're going to go to corporations, you're going to have seminars, you're going to go to gift stores, you're going to do it online. Who are these people and where are they? So I would, my advice if somebody was taking a note was to write down, first figure out who they are, as many who are they as you can. So, um, you know, give me an idea of a, a book that somebody in, in the group has written. On, on we want a kids books or adult books. Doesn't make any difference to me. It it doesn't matter. Okay, so we have let's say let's use Charles Fisher. He's got a book for teachers, actually a very specific audience, um, and it's called the Socratic Classroom. So it's really a full blown workbook manual to create courses, courses, um, okay. planning sheets, all kinds of things. So then his. His objective is to sit down and figure out, he's got to get this into the hands of teachers. How mm-hmm. do you get it into the hands of teachers? Do you go talk to teachers individually? Do you go to their schools and talk to one-on-one? It's going to take you a long time to sell very many books. Oh, do yeah. you go to the school, the individual schools? Do you go to the school district? Do you go to the library? Where do you go so that this book hits teachers? Or do you sell it online and you sell it Um, making sure that it's targeted towards teachers. Your marketing then goes, his is simple because it goes towards teachers. But let's say that you were writing a book on... um, Well, the sound, okay, hold on, hold on. It just came really fast. I didn't get the cues at all here. All right, so we'll be right back. We'll have a final break and back to the you. Is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. The book shepherding concept is simple. The publishing world is changing, and so must you. You need an experienced shepherd and guide to collaborate with you as you create, strategize, develop, publish, and achieve your publishing goals. Publishing is riddled with obstacles, sometimes nightmares for the author. You do not need more problems. You want solutions. Dr. Judith Riles will shepherd you through the maze and chaos. 
At times, she has had to step in and rescue a book. A book that has been sabotaged by a publisher, by a publishing service provider, and sometimes even by the author. If you want author and book success, connect with her today at thebookshepherd.com. At Total Printing Systems, customer service is our priority. We are located in Southern Illinois. Our employees have an average of 18 years' experience and know that customer relationships are important to our continued success. We have been a short-run book printer for nearly 40 years and always stay at the forefront of technology. Our niche is from 1 to 5,000 copies. Today, we offer digital black and white and four-color high-speed inkjet printing, a cost-effective way to introduce color into your short-run titles. We, of course, offer traditional offset printing as well. Bindery is done in-house, from adhesive case binding to PUR perfect binding to mechanical binding of all types, including side sewing. We provide warehousing, kitting, distribution, inventory management, a new print-on-demand facility, streaming browser-based ebooks, and bookstore. Call us at 1-800-465-5200 for a quote on your next book project. You can also visit our website at www.tps1.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Okay, so in part one of of really creating book sales that rock and turn you into a rock star, with me is Bobby Bolden. She is the author of Princess Golf. Um, And also, she has done superbly in the field of real estate and is working on a brand new book for real estate. But with that said, uh, we as we went into the segue um, um, before our final break here, is that she was really talking about, so we had an example of a book that was designed for teachers. Um, and it was for developing really a sophisticated strategy for teaching that all teachers are not real adverse in. And she was asking me where, you know, we were talking about where, so where's the audience? How do you go find them? Um, and then, Bobby, what I want to do is just throw it back to you as we're, let's, we're looking for teachers. And uh, so where do we go find them? Well, and that's what he's got to figure out. He's yes. got to figure out, are you looking at, you're not knocking on every classroom door saying, hi, do you want to buy a book? Let me show you a little something. Or it's going to take forever to sell those books so he's got to figure out okay is it the schools is he going to the school is he going to the school district is he going online is he going to a teacher's convention is he going to is he going to speak at the convention what if he spoke at the convention and had 30 50 100 or more teachers in in his classroom i mean what's his that's all marketing but selling is what are you now going to say what's the benefit to them why do they want to buy it so first you got to find them then you got to come up with the benefit why do they want this product um sometimes i think people think that that 
and that's what King's back selling what they're buying, not what you're selling mm-hmm. has to do with find out what are their needs? What are, what's their hotspot? What is it they want? Why would his book be any different than any other book? And I think you've said this before, Judith, that you're so amazing, really. Oh. <laughs> because when oh. you talked about going online and looking at, at your competitor, who else has a book like his book? And then, and then read the comments. What's missing? What is it that people liked? What is it that people didn't like? And so part of your selling is to show how you, your book, your information cures whatever that problem was. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's what you tell mm-hmm. people. Absolutely. Find, and, and, and find out what those competitors, people are complaining that their books don't have. And you right. have the magic bullet. You've got it. Because that's what, you know, it comes back to what we said earlier in this segment was people like to buy, but they don't like to be sold to. And people don't like to be sold to because here's what happens if I'm trying to sell you something. I have found the 10 things that I like about this book. And so I repeat them in your face over and over and over again with the, the thought process being if I talk long enough, you will finally give up and buy some. Well, you know, probably if I was selling one book at a time, I might be able to annoy somebody long enough to get them to just buy the book. But if I'm thinking about I've got to sell in bulk because I've got to go to schools, I've got to go to libraries, I've got to go uh, to someplace where they're going to make a bigger investment, you can't annoy people long enough to get them to buy something. So you've got to bring value and that's where you've got to sit down and say, a realistic look at this book, what value does it bring? Who's interested in this? Really, who is the market? Who wants to do this? Just like when I'm in real estate, I can't make people buy houses. You have to want one. I have to be able to solve a problem because without a problem, you're not moving. I mean, nobody looks at the TV guide and says, nothing on tv wednesday let's just buy a house i mean that doesn't happen they're fixing a problem they're not going to buy your book without fixing a problem all right figure out what's the problem all right so when when you know bobby handled my last sales my real estate um uh, transaction and bobby do you remember the number one thing i wanted when I decided to sell my other house and when I was going to move, the number one thing? Money? Oh, that sounds good. <laughs> no, my number one thing was I wanted a smaller what? Oh, yard. Yard, yeah. yard. <laughs> All right. I had a huge yard. High maintenance. It was beautiful. People loved it. It was stunning. Yeah. Bobby lived next door. She liked to look over into it. You know? Yes. <laughs> You know, and it, it, it is great. We had great parties. People would say, oh, no, you can't sell your house. I love it. And I would say to them, well, do you want to come over and help me? Well, you can hire someone to do the lawn. I do that. But there is high maintenance to all of mm-hmm. this stuff. So, you know, people were listening. And that's the, that was the drive. I wanted a smaller yard. I wanted all the things I had in my other house, actually. But what I really wanted 
was not a big yard. It was to get rid of that and the ponds and everything else. Right. And so that was, and, and you bring up a good point because as a salesperson, that wasn't, I mean, I loved having there and I loved having the yard. So it was hard for me to imagine getting you into a smaller yard, but it isn't about me. It's about you. What is it you want? What's the problem you're trying to solve? So I remember when we were having that conversation at the meeting, I said, nobody buys anything because you need the money. I mean, it just doesn't work that way. You don't get to say, well, you know, that salesman looked like she really needed the money, so we had to buy the thing. It doesn't <laughs> work that way. They only buy something if it solves their problem. problem. Not buy anything because it solves your problem. So telling them that you need the money doesn't really work. So I, you know, I think that that is an ideal thing. As we, as we, you know, as we work our way toward the end of the show, is to really understand you, you, dear author, have got to understand what the problem is of the of the of the individuals you are really writing this book for. You got to know. Would that be a bottom kind think, of a bottom line? Huh? Is, would that be a bottom line? That would be. And again, I would say, well, if you think like me, and I know I do, <laughs> I know that solving the problem is the only way you're going to make a sale. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I think it is. And, and so many people absolutely don't get it. They don't they they don't get that that they're really about. And even fiction writers, you know, here's the problem you solve. You solve the escapism problem or the fantasy right. problem or the humor right. problem, or I just right. want to have a jolly good time. And, you know, for the next few hours. So tell me a story. Uh, this past weekend, I picked up a book. I'm a Harlan uh, Corbin fan. And I picked up the book and, you know, I just finished another one and I just planned on just getting a little nudge, little nudge to see what this book was about. And I, I did not stop until I turned the last page. I love oh, I that love kind of a like read. That. I love yeah. that kind of a read. You know, and even and see, better, I found it on the clearance sale, and I've only paid five bucks for the book. I was really <laughs> happy. <laughs> well, and see, that's another example of how the author might be telling you that the real story behind the story was finding love and finding peace and and you're saying well I'm not looking for that what you were looking for is entertainment and being taken away and and being taken off on a good ride right so that's well, what I'm talking about is yeah. what find out what are they looking for do you solve that problem mm-hmm. and I have to say I wasn't really looking for going off on a good ride at that, but the author so hooked me so quickly, so fast that he wasn't going to let me off that ride till he was done. <laughs> I'm Which, done with you, girl. You know what? That Wouldn't that be a great selling tool? I mean, oh. those are the kinds of books I look for. They're so rare to find something that just grabs you and will not let go. Mm-hmm. That would be a great selling tagline for him is, this will mm-hmm. grab you and not let you go. That's right. I'm Josephine Author, and I create books 
that you can never put down. So yeah, I think uh, that would be a great tagline. Uh, so that's you know all of you. So Bobby, we have about three minutes here before we close off and go into some real hardline selling strategies. But what about that? Is there what about having these slogans? You know, does that help them? Uh, yes, I do think that it does because it makes it memorable. So you have to come up with something that, you know, the quicker you can get to the point, um, the better off it is. You can't, um, you know, the when they teach you the elevator speech, what do you do? Mm-hmm. And you've got to be able to do it in a very short period of time. Mm-hmm. Tell me what your book is about. I don't want you to start with chapter one and end on chapter 20. And I'm still listening to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> going like, now you need, you're going to need to pick it up a little bit. Um, and that, and that's how so many authors really goof up because they can't do that quick snap. Um, here's the key elements that really invokes because you always you just want them to say, well, gee, tell me more about this. That's the magic thing. All right. So we have about 30 seconds before we do a quick wrap up. So how about one more nugget? Um, I would say one more nugget is that when you go into a group of people and you're uh, and you're selling your book, don't be a mooch. It isn't all about you. So think <laughs> ahead of time. What is it that I can provide for them? What can I bring to them? And maybe we'll talk about that in the next se- segment about what you can Perfect. can bring to them. That That is, I mean, I have written blogs about are you a giver or a taker? So when you're a mooch, it means you're a taker. Well, we don't That's believe right. in mooch a lot. All right. So we're going to be right back next week with the fabulous Bobby Bolden. It's Author You, Your Guide to Book Publishing. I'm Judith Friles. Keep on writing and publishing. part of your guide to book publishing everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host dr judith briles each week a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take you the author to the next level you'll learn tips and secrets on how to create strategize develop publish and achieve book publishing success by making one very simple change in your book's journey how to avoid the publishing predators how to create an author and book platform that rocks learn how to make a living with your words and your books learn how to publish a book that has no regrets and so much more for more information check out authoru.org where authors who want to be seriously successful go and judith's website thebookshepherd.com then join us again here next week for more it's your guide to book publishing everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host dr judith riles Brought to you by Author You and the Book Shepherd. Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Rockstar Radio Network.